Shantaram is a drama on Apple that premiered October 14th. It follows an Australian convict who escapes prison in 1982 and moves to Bombay to start a new life only to get wrapped up in the complicated corruption of the city. It stars Charlie Hunnam, and today we're talking about episode four, Bad Medicine. Welcome to today's episode. watched one episode you watched this episode i've watched all four this episode must have been super confusing yeah for you. i did not understand, didn't understand a lot of it <laughs> a thing about it because everything that they've set up so far the characters the corruption everything we see this episode is like little individual storylines that aren't even coming together in the end so yeah it just to you it must have just felt like who's this guy who's this guy <laughs> it was all over the place they kept on introducing new characters so this would not be like in east new york or any of the cbs shows where you can just jump on in and understand what's going on immediately this and, is and this i is like know, you have to watch those first three episodes i don't know if it was like this in the first three episodes but a lot of it was characters talking to one another about past events well most of those events were in the first three episodes <laughs> like you don't even know like his backstory really you get the first scene, let's break it down. You do understand that like Ford Lindsay is not this guy's original real name, Charlie Hunnam's character's yeah, real mean, name. Yeah, I mean, I got that it was like a flashback at the very beginning of the episode. Yeah, so his real name is Dale Conti, and this is back in the past in Australia, I'm not sure what year, and it's before his conviction. He's feeling very uh, guilty, and so he pleads guilty um, against his lawyer's orders. Those flashbacks that they showed. Yeah. Wh which ones were they? Because there's been a lot there of flashbacks. Was the, yeah, there was a guy who was, like, coughing up on his own blood. Yeah, that's so his friend actually killed one of the cops who was chasing them after the robbery. And that's the dead body that he brought up at the beginning. It's the also the person he decided to try to stay and wait to save, and that's how he got caught. But then he also kept his mouth shut about Charlie's involvement. And so when he finally escapes prison, when Dale finally escapes prison, he goes to Charlie, gets the money, he goes to Bombay, and then he loses the money. Was that all in the first episode? No, that was all through, shown in like three episodes. He loses the money by the end of the first episode because he gets robbed. Um, but that's kind of on his own. That's his own fault. Like he keeps going out at night, which is kind of a, a strange thing. I don't know. It, it, bad things always happen to him at night. So yeah, I just, no, I realized that even in this episode, especially when he's in the village in Bombay. Yeah. But anyway, so that first scene kind of just gives us more understanding of his history. Um, and then the next scene that we see is the just a regular day at the Sagar Water. I, I like is, that montage. You yeah. like the montage? I thought it really worked. I was wondering what the hell was going on. <laughs> yeah. So like he moves to Bombay and he, his plan is just like, I'm going to live a different life. And <laughs> so he makes friends with a bunch of new people and he just gets wrapped up in a bunch of shit. But what ends up happening is that he, because he loses his money and his passport, he has to move from like kind of a really cheap hotel into the slums. Like yeah, the absolute, this, yeah. that's what the, the Sagarwada is. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who are interested in the Sagarwada as far as like building it up. And is he actually a doctor? Yeah, uh, he, he was a paramedic or he was like training to be one. And so he has certain medical skills, which you see, but he is not a doctor, okay. which he tries to say several times, but people don't listen. That's why it's called bad medicine, sort yeah. of, but also because he's trying to get medicine that is on the black market. I, I do need to bring up that like Charlie Hunnam's accent, especially when he's doing voiceover for this show. I can't, I don't think it's that great. It reminds me of like uh, David Tennant's Rex is not your lawyer because you definitely hear his actual accent when he first starts. And then like, as he's getting more into the sentence, you can 
it starts to become more believable. I don't know. By the fourth episode, I was okay with it. But yeah, it starts off a little jarring if you've heard his voice before. I know that he's... But if you hear his regular British accent, it doesn't seem to fit him either. But that is his actual <laughs> voice. Just no, no accent fits him. But in this show, he has to actually play Australian, but then he has to play a Kiwi, which is a New Zealand character, and he hates that because that was the only passport he could get when he showed up as Ford Lindsay. And in the first episode, he does like an impersonation of Clint Eastwood, which he then uses to try to get Lisa out of a brothel. It, it gets very confusing. Let's just stick to this episode for now. So that's where we start our day. Lynn is just hanging out. He's doing his job in the slums. And then we get this cut over to Cotter Khan's right-hand man paying off the corrupt police who are looking at a dead body. Now, you have no idea who that dead body, but that's Rajul. That's who I thought it was, yeah, because they talk about his death later on in the episode. Yeah, we see Kadar Khan kill Rajul in a, pre in a previous episode because he was betraying him, and this is where they finally, like, dump the body, mm -hmm. and because his right-hand man is there to pay off the cops, I guess they're able to portray it however they want. They say it was, like, a robbery gone wrong. Yeah. So Rajul was the land development minister, and the next land development minister, everybody wants to get his ear. Right? Yeah. So right. there's there's two big bads that you kind of have to understand in this show. There's Walid and there's Qadar Khan. Qadar Khan is more powerful. He's been there longer. He's more moralistic. But Walid wants to disrupt the entire thing. He wants to sell heroin. He wants to make brothels a big thing in the neighborhood. Like, he is way more evil, I think. But Qadar Khan is going to end up being more dangerous. That's that's the way I'm reading so, it. So, like, if there was a fight between the two, Qadar Khan would probably win just well, because of the Well, in the, the third episode, Qadar Khan, that's where we really see a backlash. He's one of my favorite characters because he's got, like, a certain depth to him. And he's also, like, super wise in a weird way. Um, <laughs> but he's manipulative. Anyways, he meets with sort of all the other baddies individually, kind of being like, hey, I heard Rajul was uh, betraying me. And he was betraying him with Walid, but he can't just straight up kill Walid because he's got a certain amount of power himself. It's all about the balance and stuff. And then there's this other like offshoot named Madame Zoe, and she's got her own like thing going where it's just a bunch of corrupt organizations. But Qatar Khan has been able to keep the peace for a long time, and now it's seeming like that might not be the case. It's unraveling because it's not unraveling. Walid is trying to take control of the Sagarwada. Because whoever has control of that can like either build it up or do what they want with it, right? right. But that's where the slums are. And so Kadar Khan feels a little sensibility of like, I want to take care of that. I, I, he's empathetic to people's problems. Mm -hmm. And so what we see is before even the body is freshly cold, like the new land development minister is approached by Walid's guy, paying him off saying, we want the Sagarwada right. for ourselves, right? Yes. Okay. And then we see Kadar Khan's right-hand woman, Carla, who is also the love interest of Lynn, she also then meets with this new land development minister saying, hey, we actually want you to do good stuff with this. We want you to build a nice apartment complex that will be good for the economy. I did and like, that's where Walid just like jumps in. And yeah, says, I did like nope. seeing like just kind of him walk up as she was talking because he's like, there's one big problem with that. And then Walid yeah, he just, just intervenes. Sits down, well, yeah. I don't think he knew Walid was even there. I think he was just going to tell her like, okay, well, I'm actually being paid off. But then Walid's like, no. But no, I could no. even tell without watching the show that that was kind of like a chess piece. The fact that that yes. character was there at that that's moment. That's a good comparison because especially Especially in this episode, it just feels like the plots are so independent that it just feels like a long chess game that you're watching the middle of. 
Um, yeah, and this is supposed to be 12 episodes as opposed to 10. I was kind of glad to read that because like you're saying, there's so many different storylines that feel like they almost didn't end in this episode. Like they didn't come to like a satisfactory type of like, oh, okay, this is where it's going to continue going. That's a fair interpretation of it. The thing that Carla does though, which kind of aggravates me because she's been comfortable in her decision. She is the one who came to Kadar and said, hey, you're being betrayed because she had broke Lisa out of this brothel run by Zoe, which Lisa was the one who had personally seen Rajul betraying Kadar, mm -hmm. right? Okay. And so by telling Kadar that information, Carla knew that he would have to like kill Rajul. But then she goes to him and she's like, why did you kill Rajul? <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> so it, it made no sense. But then she, uh, she does come around to his thinking again. He's very Zen with her. And they discuss basically the last episode event. She's like, Hey, why are you hanging out with Lynn? I'm, I'm kind of concerned about him because she does have a certain soft spot for him. We have seen her be very cold to him. And at one point, just like straight up deny giving him any money or helping him out when he got robbed on her behalf. Mm, okay. it, it's, so she's got like kind of a, a, a she's got her guard up for the most part yeah because she seems pretty like cordial with him in this episode yeah i mean they speaking. have that, that will they won't they thing and they'll hook up at some point but uh then we get back to lynn's storyline and he's working with all these different people who are coming into the hut and he has to like solve their medical issues but there's this one lady who he's trying to diagnose and she doesn't want to like show him the problem because so numb, yeah she's got her own privacy and she doesn't want to like show him the infection so he calls his friend Prabhu to go find Parvati. And so these two characters are interesting. Prabhu. He's my favorite character uh, aside from Lynn. The way his introduction was, he's hilarious, right? Mm. But at the same time, you also feel for him because he's the most innocent character. So my favorite characters from the first three episodes were Qatar because he's the most dangerous, but also because he's really smart. And then also Prabhu because he's so innocent, <laughs> but at the same time, like so helpful and, yeah. and nice and friendly but at the same time you could tell that there's like he's had to live through so much shit literally sometimes but uh when charlie hunnam's character lynn jumps off the the bus at the beginning of the first episode prabhu is there and he's going to treat him like agora where where basically they uh just show him around and he's so guiding him around so that explains the scene later on where literally charlie and uh lynn is on top of prabhu's arms like waving around saying hey yeah. come over here we'll get to that because prabhu saves lynn's life several times because like the police come after lynn after he loses his passport and his money because because the police are corrupt and they just want money themselves and they would throw him in jail. So Prabhu's the one who actually takes him to the slums where he lives and is just kind of taking care of him. And he wants to go into business with Lynn as like tour guides <laughs> <laughs> because he's like, that's the way I can make money. He's also engaged to be married to Bravati, who he hasn't really spoken to at all. In fact, there was a really funny scene in one of the earlier episodes where he's literally talking to Lynn over some like food that, <laughs> that is in the slums. And then Pravati comes up and she's like, who's this guy? And he's like, well, this is Lynn. He's my friend. And then she leaves and he's like, that is the first time I've spoken to her. <laughs> this is a very was, momentous was it, day. Was it an arranged marriage? Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. So like, but they're getting closer, you can tell, because Parvati speaks um, fluent, and I'm not sure what language they're speaking, but she comes over and she's the one who helps uh, diagnose exactly what's going on with this, this lady who has this infection. And this is where we see Lynn get super pissed off 
like for the 50th time about something that's going wrong in India. He always wants to play the savior. That's probably one of the biggest cons in the show is the white savior complex that's yeah, going there, on Yeah, there's here. been some critics that have called the show out on that. And I figured that would probably be the main criticism, but at the same time, it's impossible not to see when you're like doing the Jesus thing, which is like being the healer. And, and that, like, yeah, how- I actually noticed that as well because what Lynn says is then he's like, you know what, we absolutely have to get you to a hospital because this infection is spreading. And I was like, but what about all the other like they literally showed lines of people waiting to get in in. the previous episode someone literally died that he was like trying to pull to the hospital then then that's that's whose kid is keeps on trying to fuck with him because Uh because he he wants him so that's why he hated it right yeah yes because his mom died but all that uh lynn's character was trying to do was get her to the hospital not understanding that the hospitals aren't going to take them the people from the slums and that it would be impossible to get there and so he should just let people die and so he doesn't get that though and he still doesn't get it apparently because now he's like well i'm gonna just go to the hospital myself and i was like well this is a lesson i thought we already learned so he goes there with the rest of them and you see the doctor immediately just wants to shake them down for money yeah well i was a little i didn't understand that scene because at first it seemed like the doctor was going to help them though he's like oh yeah yeah, yeah, I'll, i'll take care of it yes that's exactly that's a very like cultural thing i think it was like yeah is it just you just grease my palm a little bit and i'll be happy to give her what she needs yeah but then it seemed like it, he, he probably sees him sort of like oh it's a white guy the, so he probably has money he like he sees him as a tourist and he thinks well i can help but, this person. but what was the thing about the doctor saying that you need to have like a uh, prescription and so or, yeah yeah all that all that stuff is things that you would have to barter for or pay for and then like so it's all just a means of transaction to them okay. and it's not because they're bad people it's more just because of desperate times yeah know? i mean that's the reason why Lynn has to end up like going in and, and uh and speaking with all the gangsters and stuff just to get medicine well it's not exactly yeah they do call them gangsters don't they no. so lynn calls up kadar not realizing any of the stuff with carla's going on he doesn't even know that carla really knows kadar in the last episode kadar just shows up in the slum to start talking to lynn because kadar knows that lynn knows about the rajul thing okay so he just wants to gauge in fact i think kadar sent a hitman after him in the second episode but that that lynn thought that zoe sent after yeah because lynn bought that up just like kind of in passing and i was yeah, like whoa wait. but i think what actually happened because he was just like oh zoe found out that i was lying about my identity so she sent someone to kill me no what i think happened was that carla told um kadar that rajul was betraying um him but also about lynn and how she found out that information and he was like can we trust this lynn guy and she's like I'm pretty sure we can. And then I think that's when he sent it out. But then in the third episode, I think he rethought it and he went and visited Lynn to see what sort of man he was. And he was like, he passed his test. That was a really like introspective, existential. Um, they discussed philosophy and got high together. And it was it was very funny. <laughs> but at the same time, you were like, well, this guy is more of a threat than Lynn is kind of putting together. Right. But so Lynn calls him up and he's like, I need connections to get uh, black market medicine right yeah and uh and <laughs> it was funny because kadar's like yeah absolutely i can do that for you and then they drive away and kadar's right hand man the same guy that we saw pay off the police earlier is like hey i could have just taken him right to the place and he's like no 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 i want him even more desperate yeah when i saw that i'm surprised that you say that kadar kind of has like a more of a moral compass because i actually i guess it was kind of the way he looked but also just the, like his mannerisms and the way that he like went about doing business reminded me a lot of james vulgar in black mass johnny depp's character hmm. yeah because I, the, the thing oh, it's funny because you say johnny depp because a lot of the town especially there's this place called rinaldo's we see that it's kind of presented as a tortuga 
So, so like a place that all the villains go, but that's neutral, kind of like John Wick Hotel, right? right? Yeah. Where anybody yeah. can go there, no one's going to die there. However, as soon as you step out, it's Even any man's grounds. game, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So sort of the atmosphere of Bombay that exists, uh, it, it definitely isn't the most innocent part of town. And it, part of the reason why Lin keeps on getting pulled back into it is probably because he feels so guilty about his pre- previous crimes. He feels like he sort of deserves to be in the shit. Yeah. So like he keeps on giving his way his money. and But he is somewhat responsible for the things that are happening to everyone. Like the fire that happened was his fault. So like it, it's it, I and know. we see that we see that like he's reflecting on his actions multiple times oh, yeah. in That's the episode. Reoccurring theme for him. That's yeah. like just over and over and over. Then we get these other storylines that are going on at the same time. You have Lisa, who is a recovering heroin addict. She's the one who they saved from the brothel. But then she sort of like went off on her own with this guy named Medina, who also works with this more evil guy named Maurizio, who works for Zoe, who's now selling heroin in Kadar's place Lisa just to piss off Kadar. Reminded me a lot. Lisa reminded me a lot of Malcolm from Jessica Jones. Oh, I will say this though. I like I like Lynn's no. I like Lynn's storyline for the like for especially the first half of the episode. Second half, it was like kind of like take it or leave it. Lisa's storyline, I did not understand why it was in this show. It just felt like it didn't. Need it to made be there. it made a lot more sense. The first episode, the way that they did it was like everything was attached to Lynn. He shows up in Bombay. He makes friends with everybody there and this is before he even goes to the slums so this is like he's making friends with all these villains that he doesn't even realize are like bad people or anything and then he gets roped into like this big thing that happens at the end the first episode is really really good (laughs) okay so you like the first episode it's like an eight this one it kind of drops off a little bit as soon as because they split off the storyline split off so lisa and carla have this thing where she leaves carla because carla has decided to go work for kadar and that explains why later on the episode there's that tense exchange in the bathroom but one of my biggest cons in the show is that Lisa is a recovering heroin addict and literally Charlie Hunnam's character has said several times that he's only been there for a couple weeks but they like to play fast and loose with how much it <laughs> seems like it's been how long he's, he's for sometimes it feels like he's been there for months you know yeah I, I and, wouldn't have been surprised if he was there for years but then we saw Rajul die like early on in the second episode and yet they're still just finding his body now so mm-hmm. it literally has only been within days of all this happening and she's getting over her heroin addiction super Fast. quickly so much I've so just, i yeah. just watched dope sick and so the idea that people would just be able to like willy-nilly that he is also lynn is also a recovered heroin addict and yet it doesn't seem to bug him at all and yet he's always clean when he's in the slums yeah. it's it's so strange the way that they're depicting drugs they always are talking about them so it's always there but then they're pretending like oh it's just kind of easy to ignore something you can as long as i just yell at she goes she literally goes into her apartment sees it's there and then she's like time to get rid of it anyways yeah so maurizio is trying to sell heroin there you can see that plays in her mind and then we see the carla lisa bathroom fight where carla tries to like make amends with lisa who already left her place lisa just seems angry at like everyone she deserves to be like the only reason that Carla saved her from the brothel was to get the name of her jewel. It was secondary because they were friends, but like really it was just about that, getting that information so she could go tell Kadar. Uh, the, the interesting thing here is that Prabhu has always stayed outside of the world, not on purpose, but just he's never met these people. Despite Lynn hanging out with them all the time and Lynn and Prabhu being super close, like somehow within the first three episodes, Prabhu was completely isolated. His storyline was so innocent compared to, but this was the first time when he actually meets Carla. (laughs) 
it was so strange to me because she was like, you're Prabhu, right? And I was like, oh my God, he actually gets a chance to, <laughs> to speak to these crazy people or the, to, to these villains. So then Carla pays Prabhu to take her to Lynn. And then that's where she learns that he has spent all the money that she gave him to leave town to try to rebuild the fire, the, the, the huts that had burned in the fire that he caused. Right, okay. And so like they kind of like catch up. And also there's sort of a, a forgiveness scene that happens because again, Carla had been very cold to him. And although she had given him an out, a way out of Bombay, she also still like, it never was... They, they had had sort of a really tight relationship in the first episode that got sort of destroyed. So and this out. was okay. the first time where they, they really kind of came back to a conclusion together. Yeah, I mean, I like the scene, actually. As much as I felt like kind of the dialogue could get cliche, especially in that scene, like the interaction between the two of them, I really bought. So. I mean, Cigar Wada is pretty beautiful. Like the way they shoot, the, I mean, it's an Apple series, yeah. so you're going to get that smooth, really nice looking stuff. But yeah, it's that's one of its pros is how, how cool it looks. Um, then it's nighttime again and it's peaceful for once. This is like the first time Lynn has gone outside where someone hasn't tried to kill him. (laughs) That's not a joke. Like seriously, sometimes it's a kid trying to kill him, but then, uh, the kid shows up with the duck food, the fish food. Bad things do happen though. Yeah. I mean, he eats it. So yeah, that's Robbie again. And because of what he had done to the kid's mom accidentally, the kid is just trying to hurt him. Well, what what, like Prabhu uh, poses it as is it's supposed to be like kind of like an olive branch that's the reason why he's yeah. giving lynn the duck food but you soon come to realize that no that was actually shit fish as lynn calls it yeah the thing is though like R- ravi's mom like lakshimi or something like that that's the tent that he's in now uh, she had like metal in her lung or something and when he she was on the table and and uh and uh, lynn is saying we have to take her to the hospital that's when ravi runs up to her and like causes the metal to pop out and that's what causes her to like go into uh cardiac or whatever she she ends up dying right yeah so it is sort of robbie's fault that it happened so i don't know why he i think he might just be looking for someone to blame yeah i think that's obviously what it is yeah it does lead us to the joke that Lynn gets food poisoning, obviously, from the shit fish, and he's having the shits all day. And that's when uh, Kadar's right-hand man guy shows up again, Abdullah yes. or whatever, and he says, get on get on the back. Oh, also, Prabhu sees him, too. This is the first time Prabhu gets <laughs> to talk to that guy, and he's like, that guy's dangerous. Don't even yeah, mess with yeah, that Yeah, yeah, he was, he was telling Lynn he's to very just protective. not go there. Yeah, he's yeah, very yeah. protective of Lynn. Yeah, so Lynn jumps on the back of Abdullah's uh, motorcycle, and this is the most CGI I've ever seen Apple <laughs> Series B. Like, how, did you see this scene? No, I, I didn't notice it that much. The back and forth when they were actually on the motorcycle and they were just going through the town looks so ridiculously like CGI. It, it did not transfer over well. But the village that they he takes him to to make this deal for the medicine, right? Yeah, that was that was an interesting thing because it looked it, like it a walking like, dead village. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a lot of people were kind of like deformed. <laughs> oh, that that was leprosy, 100%. At first I was like, "Oh, is some of these people burned from like a fire or something because we'd already seen fires and then it, when everybody had something even the kids, I was like, "Oh, and we saw her face." Yeah. I was like, "No, that's that's leprosy." And that was why it was such a big deal that she was asking if they want to share tea because it was like a lot of people assume that leprosy is super duper contagious. Because of like it looks like it would be right. Okay, so that's yeah. Because it seemed like such a big deal that Lynn decided to have the tea, and I was just kind of looking at like I mean, it, it just I seems- guess you'd have to be aware of leprosy to understand that. But like yeah, it was the way the show can immediately like turn on the intensity out of nowhere. It's been able to do that since the first episode, and the only scene it did that with in this episode was that that moment. And so I was kind of disappointed because we didn't get to see more of that mm-hmm. here. But um. 
yeah, he does share the tea because he's aware that to actually catch leprosy, you have to spend a lot of time yeah. with people who are actually sick. Um, and so they take that as a sign that he is willing to work with them. And so they don't give him a discount, but they do provide him. They give with him some, some penicillin and they also gave him some IV kits. And so he brings that back to the huts and uh, he he's able to treat some of the patients that he's been most concerned about. But before that, on the motorcycle ride back, that's when Abdullah gets attacked, when Lynn goes in <laughs> to take a shit somewhere. And, uh, and Walib's, like, right-hand man and, and a couple of his cronies, like, jump out of a car and start, like, being the hell. They're going to kill Abdullah. And I'm like, yep. oh, no, if they kill him and then he's, like, and then everybody thinks it's Lynn or Abdullah is not able to say Walid is still, like, going after you. I thought that's where that scene was going. Yeah. But then, obviously, Lynn pops out of nowhere. He took the fastest shit in the world, and he just knocks uh, everybody out. I like did they, find it funny how they were, like, being Abdullah with, like, wooden sticks. Yeah, because they don't really have... Rafi pulls out a knife, though. There was such a difference in weapons there. I guess, but even the way that Lynn was robbed in the first episode, he was beaten with sticks as well. The police have batons. I don't think guns are used too often, especially back then um, in, in, the 80s, in India, yeah. <laughs> not in India. Uh, so. So, yeah, I think that's like the weapon of choice. Anyways, Lynn stops uh, Abdullah from killing uh, Rafiq, which is because he's also very moral. And then they go back to the thing. And that's where we see uh, Abdullah tell uh, Kadar about what happened. We yeah. also see this bonding moment. With, between Abdullah and Lynn. On the bay, my favorite line yeah. was actually what Abdullah said to Lynn. He said, people like us, our destiny has already been written. And I not only think that that's foreshadowing, but I also just thought that like, in terms of like how cliche the dialogue had been up until that point, I was like, you know what? That line I think really works and really well, strikes home. Yeah, Abdullah is a really good guy to have in your, like, good, on your good side. He seems like someone who'd be yeah. very faithful. If, if like you ever needed you help. definitely don't want him against you though That's for sure yeah. yeah he's better to have in your corner and so he ends up telling uh so after he's told his boss about it then kadar pays for all the medicine that lynn needs and once they give it to him he's actually able to run a little bit more of a practice there. yeah and that and you also see sonam the person at the very beginning end up getting the treatment that she needs as well and and lynn tells her that she's going to get better now and that's basically where the episode ends yeah so things end on a sort of positive note but, but there's a lot of still threads to be pulled. Like, you know that Kadar is still in this political, like, fight with Walid, And it's, it reminds me a lot of Tokyo Vice in that way. Not only because you have, like, a, a foreigner <laughs> moving to a random city and trying to make it big there. Well, I, I guess that, yeah, Lin is not trying to make it big, but he's trying to, like, support everybody and, and stuff. But then there's also, like, at the same time, this undercurrent corruption that's going on between these two different factions. And that's exactly what's going on here. Yeah, and overall, I thought that uh, the acting was definitely a bright part for this show. I think that Lin is the best character to follow for the series. I think that for her to follow anybody else, it would probably be pretty boring. But I think that Charlie Even Hunter's Prabhu? Yeah, human problem, especially probably. You said that himself, like his storyline is so innocent. In no, I said he as a character is innocent, but his story is actually pretty interesting. I, I would say the characters are also, yeah, a very strong point. They're all great, in my opinion. Even even the ones with like Lisa and stuff where I don't understand why she's getting over her heroin addiction that quickly. Like I see her purpose because of the previous episodes. Mm. I just don't know where it's leading to. 
Because unless it could just become something like, why are we following this thread for no reason? Well, that was that was actually kind of gaining my cons. But just mm-hmm. to finish on my pros, the first half of the episode, storyline, especially with Lynn and Sonam and Prabhu, I thought was entertaining. And some scenes at the end, I thought were also pretty feel good. Well, I didn't think that they were just feel good. I felt like the ending is where the actual movement happened, where before at the beginning of the episode, it could be suggested that maybe Kadar didn't realize how much Waleed was still interested in like the Saga Wada and stuff. But by the end, it's like everybody knows where the setting is and also the setting itself is very unique and beautiful and not the type of tv show that i've seen very many of like i, I agree yeah no you don't see a lot of shows that are in bombay they shot it and in it's India, also funny and they shot it yeah in different parts and they also shot it in australia as well my biggest con was the show's pacing i found it very monotonous and i felt like storylines just kind of ended out of nowhere modina and lisa's storyline you get literally two scenes where she's able to like kind of overcome heroin addiction but i didn't really understand why she was in this show also carla it's not the fact that i didn't like her character but i just didn't really see the need for her to be in this episode either the only thing is she has to talk with the big bad like you were talking about with kadar kadar and also lynn yeah but i mean like it was mostly that kadar scene that i felt like it was kind of the big thing and oh the only thing that happens in there is he's like yeah the reason why we kept our relationship secret is is more for you than it was for me yeah well we see earlier that if zoe had realized that kadar had learned the rajul betrayal because she already sort of knows that it was Carla, but if she had gotten that confirmation, she would have tried to kill Carla as well. Because she did try to kill Lynn. But Over- yeah, that's, yeah. Overall, though, and then, like you said, it was 57 minutes and just certain parts of it felt very long to me. So that's why I can't really even give the show a passing grade. I have to give it a 5 out of 10. Uh, that's unfair because of like the first three episodes. <laughs> yeah. It's a better show than a five out of 10. I will have my cons here too. The white savior trope that we were talking about. He's now like literally just a healer. Um, Carla's ascension is super fast. If you've been keeping track since the beginning, she started off as just sort of like she, she was in the business, but she didn't have anywhere as close to a tie with Kadar as over the last couple episodes. So that makes it seem like it's been months, but really it's only been days and it feels like, yeah, at least weeks, but it's not. Um, and Lynn loses his control too fast every single episode. <laughs> it, it did happen a lot. Yeah, it's like, what sort of doctor are you? Or I need to go find medicine now. And it's like, it, it's, yeah, like the guy needs to cool it sometimes. And sometimes he is like called out on it. But like for the most part, he needs to learn that from himself. Uh, the heroin uh, recovery, we kind of mentioned that. It's kind of glossed over. Addiction, not represented really accurately. Uh, the Lisa storyline, like you were talking about. Lynn seems to get dumber every episode. In the first episode, I think he might be concussed because he does get <laughs> hit pretty hard on the head when he's knocked out the first time. But, like, he, it, I think it's actually desperation. I think that's what they're trying to write in, in there. But, like, really, his decision-making process, uh, besides just trying to help people, which is obviously the Admiral thing to do, but, like, how he goes about it. At one it point, seems to be his main character trait. Just yeah, like helping they people. try to make him seem like he just wants to be a good guy. Um, and then each plot becomes disconnected. I think that's what you're saying. Yes. When you, yeah, yeah, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, but that's more just in, because the show started off altogether. And now it's like every single storyline is breaking apart. And then by the end of the season, it'll probably come back together. Carla also used to be more mysterious when she was so cold. Now that they're kind of making her all guilt-ridden, sort of like the main character, it kind of takes away from her personality. I feel like it was better when we were led to believe that she was very cold because of her past and that she just didn't. But now it's like her her walls are crumbling a little bit too easy. Um, the intensity drop off in this episode was a little sad to see, uh, except for the leper scene. And then you get some lines like Lynn saying that he doesn't want attention when he literally just spends the entire episode calling attention to himself. 
I miss Ronaldo's because that was the Tortuga area and we only get to see it for like a couple seconds. Other than that, though, I thought this episode was fine. Um, you just need to know what's going on. So I would give it a seven. What would you give the whole show a seven as well? Um, so far, eight. Okay. <laughs> yes. A cautious eight. I would give it an eight because I think that it knows what it wants to do. And it, the story is, seems to be unfolding slower now. And what would you compare it to? Because I had trouble with this. I went to like Screen Rant to see if they could help. They compared it to things like Banshee, which is a complete action show, which I was surprised about. The Punisher, which I couldn't really see. Sons of Anarchy, I actually do understand that comparison, not just because of obviously Charlie Hunnam, but just kind of like the atmosphere the, and like the way in which characters were talking to each other and explaining plot. That was very similar to the way that Sons of Anarchy used to do it. Which and, season? Um, Really the later season usually like seasons five so through seven. least favorite <laughs> my least favorite seasons but i did see the comparison for it and then screen Rant also said mad men which is weird hmm. um my three were tokyo vice american gigolo not just because john barenthal his character leaves prison at the beginning of the first episode but the way that they kind of try to make him the moral centerpiece of the show maybe that's the reason they said banshee because banshee it starts off with the main character just walking out of prison as well does he walk or does he escape he straight up walks out of prison hmm. yeah we've done a lot of like even an australian prison show we did wentworth <laughs> um and then shogun which is that book that's super long. And obviously the comparison there is a little weak because that character was like crazy when he first entered. But it's more just like the culture shock yeah. and also learning to adapt to understanding the the ways of what's going on in India and how close people are in the slums and how they work together for stuff. Yeah. And this was based off of a book series. Uh, Gregory David Roberts wrote Shantaram in 2003 and then he wrote a sequel book to it 12 years later titled The Mountain Shadow. Um, and he wants to make a quartet so two other books they originally wanted to make this a movie back in 2003 uh russell crowe was attached johnny depp was attached to be the main role and gregory david roberts is really happy about that he commended the casting so for we it. talked about black mass we talked about pirates of the caribbean <laughs> and now we're saying that johnny depp was originally supposed to be in the role yeah but what, he's too old for it but what, yeah well what happened was uh, warner brothers had the rights until 2015 they tried to make it so badly in the past couple years that they had joel edgerton then being the star role johnny depp producing as in may of 2013 but then it ended up being that the rights aged out so then apple tv uh january 2018 after 15 years of being in development decided to pick it up it is one of apple tv plus's first international productions it took more than a year to write the series and then it got crazy because they tried to film it it originally started filming in october 2019 but then they started filming in india in february 2020 due to india's monsoon season they had to stop COVID-19 ended up happening. Charlie Hunnam got like a ton of bacterial infection. I was going to say, does, did he get COVID? <laughs> he got, con he did get COVID, but he also got conjectivitis in yeah. both eyes. When you, oh, well, when you, <laughs> India has a lot of like, like, they tell you to be careful of like what you're eating and stuff because people's metabolisms are different with the, with the foods. Yeah. And they had to end up like, then, then they started filming again back in May, 2021. And they moved to Thailand due to worsening of COVID-19 outbreaks. And then it finally was completed in mid-December 2021. 
and uh and yeah and, and they end up even having to switch showrunners like midway through oh that's always tough yeah so i so it did have like a crazy development it's gotten mediocre reviews a lot of critics it seemed like every single one i read were saying how like bad the show was but it does have a 54 percent on Rotten tomatoes but it does have an eight on imdb with around 2,000 reviews what 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 was the main complaint the white savior thing it was more just the fact that they felt that it was trying to be too ambitious and mm-hmm. it, and like it the show was almost more um what's the word like more it confident does, than it does was. feel like the plot is not as big a deal as it needs to be for something like it felt like in the first episode that this guy was falling into like the alice in wonderland hole where it just could it get deeper and deeper and deeper and there were going to be all these different mysteries and then by this episode you can kind of tell that it's really just this political struggle between between three people and uh and charlie hunnam is kind of sorry and lynn's character is just sort of there you know so it's not as interesting um, I, I will. So I'll just. Yeah. I'll just say this. The Hollywood Reporter said in a slightly negative review, "What we ended up with is a decently acted, handsomely produced, generally disjointed, and insufficiently curated sprawl. Not bad, but far from epic triumph." Yeah. Okay. But that's okay. I'll, I'll end with a good review. RogerEber.com said about the show, it's easy to get lost in the sprawl of Bombay and its vibrant international cast of characters and wonders. What roads may take him down? So you gave it a five. I gave it a seven. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. 